Management and host Know Your Risk Radio. You know, something we never really talk about. KIRO FM 97.3, Tacoma, Seattle. Your world now. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Wendy Gillette. Democratic prosecutors asked to call witnesses in the second Senate impeachment trial of former President Trump, a surprise move that could extend the proceedings. The Senate approved a measure to proceed with witnesses. Lead prosecutor Jamie Raskin asked to call Congresswoman Jamie Herrera Butler, who has spoken about a conversation she had with House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy over Mr. Trump's actions while the attack on the U.S. Capitol was happening. CBS's Nancy Cordes. I think it's really interesting. Interesting that the witness that he's suggesting calling forward is not Kevin McCarthy himself, who actually had this conversation with President Trump, but a fellow lawmaker who was told by McCarthy about the conversation. Representative Adam Schiff tells CBS News. McCarthy, after going down and doing that pilgrimage to Mar-a-Lago, has essentially said, I'm putting the fate of my party in the hands of Donald Trump. I am still sticking with Donald Trump. If I have any hope of uh, winning the majority, it's going to rest on Donald Trump. And is that the kind of witness with those kind of incentives that you want to rely on to be candid? Defense attorney Michael Vanderveen. In all fairness and in all due process, do not limit my ability to discover, discover, discover the truth. The Senate has recessed until at least the next half hour. It sure feels like winter across most of the country. CBS meteorologist Jeff Baradelli. About three quarters of the nation covered under winter weather alerts, whether it's bitter cold, snow, ice, we have everything, freezing rain, sleet. And one of the reasons is a very active storm track coupled with the polar vortex. One, two, three, four storms traversing the country. So it's a storm every day or two. Some teachers say they want to be vaccinated before they head back into classrooms. The CDC has laid out a color-coded plan for schools to open safely. Michael George from New York. Blue zones have low transmission, and schools are open for full in-person learning. Yellow is moderate transmission, but those schools can also stay open. Orange means substantial transmission, and schools should switch to hybrid learning and reduce attendance. And red means middle and high schools should switch to virtual learning if there's no regular testing. President Biden says more vaccines are on the way, 300 million doses by the end of July. Moderna and Pfizer have both signed contracts with the government for an additional 100 million doses each. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Now, from the Cairo Radio News Center at MyNorthwest.com. Snow fell all night covering roads all over Puget Sound and creating icy, slick driving conditions. You want to make sure that you are um, not following any other vehicles. You want to make sure that you keep your distance. You want to try to prevent from suddenly stopping. You don't want to start sliding. The National Weather Service's Samantha Bors says stay home if you can. If you can't, give yourself extra time to get where you're going. There have been some flight delays at SeaTac, but jets are still taking off and landing because the airport was ready for snow. We have more than 45 pieces of equipment for snow and ice maintenance. We have like thousands of gallons of anti-ice fluid, and I literally mean tons of sand when I say tons of sand. According to Cairo 7 TV, President's Day weekend and midwinter break are expected to send the most air travelers through SeaTac since the pandemic started. King County Metro is running an all-snow route day today. They've asked riders to be prepared for the conditions outside or to wait until the storm stops to travel. Metro says there could be service disruptions, including reroutes, delays, or individual trip cancellations because of vehicle or staffing shortages or road conditions in certain areas. They say it's a good idea to check if your route is running online before you go. And the major gas leak that had Boeing Field evacuated yesterday afternoon has been contained and the stretch of airport way that was shut down is reopened. Major natural gas leaks mean that's a significant amount of gas in a confined space. It was dangerous. It could have been flammable. Seattle Fire PIO David Quirpo says there was no danger of fire or breathing dangerous levels of gas outside the building. Puget Sound Energy says a third-party contractor hit a gas line during construction. A winter st- storm warning is in effect until 4 p.m. this afternoon. 
It'll continue to snow throughout most of the morning and then taper off midday with just a few snow showers. There could be additional snow accumulation of 2 to 5 inches. For tomorrow, snow during the morning with a mix of rain in the afternoon. Right now, it's 26 degrees in downtown Seattle. I'm Chris Martin. For breaking news, highlights, podcasts, and more, download the Cairo Radio app. Cairo Radio, here for what's next. The following paid program on this station is pre-recorded. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of this station. Content is for educational purposes only. Consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence of investing. Calls are pre-screened and the show was pre-recorded earlier this week. Rick is with Edelman Financial Engines, a part of Financial Engines Advisors, LLC, and the investment advisor that furnishes this program. Barron's ranks financial advisory firms based on assets managed, team size, experience, and regulatory record. Firms self-nominate. Investment returns and experience are not considered. Advisors in the Hall of Fame have been in the top 100 for 10 plus years. Future performance is not guaranteed. This is the Rick Edelman Show. Barron's ranks Edelman Financial Engines, the number one independent investment advisor in the country. And Rick is in the Barron's Financial Advisor Hall of Fame. Now, here's Rick Edelman. Welcome to the Rick Edelman Show. Hope your Valentine's Day weekend is going swimmingly, and I hope you're enjoying President's Weekend as well. Unfortunately, a lot of folks out of work are not excited at the moment, and the jobs report made it rather glum. In January, we added only 49,000 jobs, and of those, only 6,000 were created in the private sector. The rest are government jobs. Those numbers are not going to put a dent into the unemployment statistics. 10 million Americans still unemployed as a result of COVID. And small businesses are continuing to suffer 38% say they're unable to pay their rent in February. That's up from 33% in January, which means the trend is going in the wrong direction. And it's even worse for minority-owned small businesses. Nearly 60% of them say they can't pay their rent this month, and 41% of women-owned businesses are in the same situation. And it's not just small businesses unable to pay rent either. It's also individual households. One out of four renters in America, 11 million households, say they spend more than half of their gross income on housing. The Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia says tenants who've lost their jobs are $11 billion in rental arrears. Moody says it's even worse. Delinquent renters owe $53 billion in back rent, utilities, and late fees. And on top of all that, in the middle of winter, utilities around the country are about to pour salt into the wound. In Maryland, for example, the local utilities there say they're about to shut off service to residents who are behind on their bills. In Maryland and many other states, they've lifted the moratoriums. At the end of last year, Americans owed gas and electric utilities $32 billion, and they want their money. And in the midst of all this, we're experiencing a fabulous real estate boom, the biggest in 15 years. Housing prices are rising virtually everywhere in the country, driven in large part by very low, historically low, interest rates. The supply of homes is far below normal, and you know the drill, supply and demand. When the supply is down and the demand is up, prices go up. Sellers are reporting getting multiple offers the day they list their homes. Builders can't keep up with demand. Investors have started flipping again. They buy a house and sell it almost as soon as they buy it. UBS warns that we're in a housing bubble as a result. Home prices are up 60% since 2012. But incomes are only up 20%. Well, how can prices exceed incomes? Well, they can't keep it up for very long. Even rents are only up 30%. Home prices have risen twice as fast. Now, before we get too panicked about the housing bubble, let's remember that our scenario today is quite different from 2008, the last time we had a housing bubble, and we know what happened then. But back then, remember those ninja loans? No income, no job or assets? You could qualify to get a mortgage without having to prove you could repay the loan. And with everybody buying houses, we created a bubble back then. And of course, that bubble burst and we know what happened in the aftermath. That's not the same now. You've got to make significant down payments. You've got to show your ability to repay the loan, strong income and assets sheet. So this is looking very different from what did in 08. And that's giving a lot of folks confidence that this bubble isn't about to burst. 
And in the course of all of this, the Biden administration is attempting to come to the rescue by injecting massive amounts of money into the economy on top of the massive amounts of money injected into the economy already from the prior stimulus packages. So the Biden administration is trying to put through a $1.9 trillion relief package. One element of it, the president said this past week, will not be in the bill. The $15 minimum wage, that's not going to be in the bill. He's going to try to do it through a separate piece of legislation. However, remember we talked right before the president was inaugurated that there was a huge push among some in the Democratic Party to have him forgive student loan debt. He hasn't done it. Well, at least not yet. But he now says he may use executive action to do it. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer wants Joe Biden to use executive power to eliminate $50,000 of student loan debt per borrower. The president says he supports $10,000 cancellation, but we'll see where he ends up. And by the way, that's not part of the $1.9 trillion relief package either. 43 million Americans owe a total of $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Oh, and none of that's enough for some Democrats. In the House, legislation is being proposed that would give every family $3,600 for every child under age 6. And for children up to age 17, they would get $3,000 per child. That would apply to every household who makes $75,000 or less. It would then phase out to up to $150,000. So let me ask you the question, are you going to qualify for any of these stimulus packages, whatever they turn out to be, whether it's $2,000 per kid, $1,400 per kid, or $3,600 per kid, whatever the number turns out to be, are you going to qualify? Well, let me ask you this question. How much money did you earn in 2019? Now, let me ask you a second question. How much money did you earn in 2020? For a lot of folks... They earned more in 2019. Why? Because they lost their job in 2020. So in 2019, you might have earned over $75,000. But in 2020, you might have earned less. This really matters. Because when the government figures out who qualifies for the stimulus payments, they base it on the tax info they have on you. Well, where do they get that tax info? From your tax return. So right now, they have your 2019 info because you filed your 2019 return a year ago. But did you file your 2020 return yet? Of course not. Tax season has only just started. It started February 12. So if you haven't filed your 2020 return, that means the IRS, when they figure out whether or not you qualify for a stimulus payment, they're going to go back to your 2019 income numbers. So if your income in 2020 dropped... Quick, file your 2020 return, because especially if you file it electronically, it gives the IRS your data virtually instantaneously. So if you didn't qualify for a stimulus payment because you made too much money in 2019, but you do qualify based on your 2020 income, then quick, file your tax return as fast as you can before the IRS does its math. Well, I've just shared with you a bunch of different proposals about stimulus checks and tax credits and forgiving up to $50,000 in student loan debt. How are we going to pay for all this? Well, Senator Elizabeth Warren has just joined the Senate Finance Committee, and she says that she's going to introduce a wealth tax. Everybody who has a fortune of $50 million or more is going to pay a tax of 2% on every dollar over $50 million. Let's say you're worth 50 million bucks. No tax. But now let's say you're worth a hundred million dollars. You're going to pay a million dollars in taxes. And she's going to have a surcharge, she says, for every dollar of wealth over a billion. So my basic question to that proposal is, how are you going to count it? 
I mean, it's not like most folks who are billionaires have the money sitting around in a bank account or even a brokerage account. Their assets are tied up in real estate, in business interests, and not always publicly traded companies where the price is well known. A lot of these are closely held private businesses. How are you going to value it? What about all of their homes around the world? What about their yachts, their planes, and their artwork? How are you, A, going to know the asset exists, and B, how are you going to put a price on it? So it just renders, I think, a huge administrative challenge to figure all this out. But the point is, they're going like Willie Sutton to where the money is. Hey, New York State's doing the same thing. The legislature in Albany is proposing a bill that will levy a 10% mansion tax. So if you own a big mansion in New York City, a 10% tax? Oh, but how do you define mansion? According to the legislation, every residence in New York that is worth more than $300,000. And that 10% tax would be an annual tax. In other words, over 10 years, you're going to pay as much in tax as you paid to buy the house. We'll have to wait and see if proposals like these go through. And if you decide enough of all of this stuff, I need to get out of Dodge, well, go to Barbados. Barbados is offering a one-year remote working visa to applicants who earn $50,000 a year or more from an employer based outside the country. In other words, you live in the U.S., you're making fifty grand a year or more, you can go to Barbados. You pay 2000 bucks for a visa. You just fill out a form online, simple and easy to do. They'll let you move there, and you can work remotely living in Barbados. You'll still owe U.S. taxes, by the way. Hey, Barbados isn't the only game in town trying to do this to jumpstart their economy by bringing folks back into the island. The Bahamas are doing this. So is St. Lucia, Bermuda, and Antigua. They are all struggling because their tourism has dropped dramatically. So their attitude is, don't come for two weeks. Come for a whole year. What could be a better deal than that? Hey, when we return on the program, I'm going to share with you the latest about GameStop. So stay with us for more here on The Rick Edelman Show. Triple Eight Plan Rick, RickEdelman.com. More with the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Truth About Money, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM, with you everywhere on the Cairo Radio app. Hi, I'm Rick Edelman, and I have a feeling that retirement is on your mind. You're wondering if you've saved enough or whether your money is in the right places. You're wondering when will you be able to retire or will you be able to stay retired? And is your money sufficient so you can live in comfort and financial security for the rest of your life? You're wondering all this, but you really don't have to just wonder. You can resolve all these questions in your effort to enjoy a retirement that's everything you want it to be. And we can help. At Edelman Financial Engines, our clients are predominantly concerned about retirement, your financial security, financial security for your spouse, for your aging parents, for your children. And we can help you just like we've helped thousands of folks just like you for more than 30 years. So call us at Edelman Financial Engines at 888-PLAN-RIC. That's 888-PLAN-RIC. Or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. And don't wonder about your retirement because we're here to help you. Is the cost of finishing the basement worth the benefit of some peace and quiet? When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing can help you find answers with personalized planning tools and insights to help you get where you want to go, even if it's just downstairs. Merrill, a Bank of America company. Visit merrillledge.com slash reach to get started today. Investing involves risk. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner & Smith, Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. Investment products are not FDIC-insured or not bank-guaranteed and may lose value. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to the Rick Edelman Show. Well, the GameStop saga is continuing. The SEC is now examining the conduct of an awful lot of people. The brokerage firms involved, potential market manipulation. They're looking at the role of hedge funds that made bets against GameStop and AMC and BlackBerry and other companies. They're looking to see if any of these companies, GameStop and the other executives at the other firms, did they try to exploit the rally by raising money? which is a questionable activity. And in other words, is this a pump and dump scheme? That's blatantly illegal where a bunch of folks encourage a bunch of other folks to buy the stock so that the stock price will rise in value so they can sell at the top. And then when the attention all dissipates, the stock collapses and the suckers end up losing all their money. Well, it's gone beyond... GameStop and BlackBerry and AMC and Bed Bath and Beyond. It's now moving over to cryptocurrencies. There's a coin called the Dog Coin. Dog is misspelled D O G E. That's part of the joke I'll mention in a minute. Elon Musk last week made a tweet supporting an investment in Dog Coin. This coin, you know, it's not like Bitcoin. It's in honor of Bitcoin. It began in 2013 as a joke. The guys who invented Dogcoin had no real purpose to this. They did it as a joke where friends could trade the coin for laughs, and they deliberately misspelled dog as part of the gag. So it's D-O-G-E coin, dog coin with an E. In 2014, they used Dogcoin to help fund the Jamaican bobsled team. That was pretty funny. Well, it was all pretty funny until late January. Dogcoin was half a penny in value, right? It was virtually worthless because it was only a joke, a gag. All of a sudden, it skyrocketed to eight cents. Half a penny to eight cents? That's a 1,600% increase. And when Elon Musk tweeted, hey, I like Dogcoin, the price shot up 80%. Well, guess where you can buy Dogcoin? On Robinhood, the very app that's in the midst of the controversy about AMC and GameStop. Well, lawsuits are flying. Investors are suing dozens of companies, Robinhood for sure, but also Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Interactive Brokers, Morgan Stanley, Barclays, E-Trade, Ally Financial, Apex Clearing, DTCC, Citadel Securities, Melvin Capital, and others. These lawsuits are alleging that all of these companies conspired to prevent retail investors from buying stocks like GameStop. They're alleging violation of fiduciary duty, fraud, and negligence. We're going to have to see where all this shakes out. And one little factoid has emerged in all of this. Vlad Tenev, he is the CEO of Robinhood. It's been discovered he doesn't hold any federal securities licenses. Every ordinary stockbroker has a Series 7. The executives of brokerage firms all have a principal's license or a FinOps license for financial operations. Tenev has none of the above. These exams are designed to demonstrate that leadership is financially knowledgeable and competent to run a brokerage firm. Is it possible that part of the reason that this company was doing what it was doing is because its own CEO doesn't have the credentials, the knowledge, the experience, has never passed an exam demonstrating any of the above? Well, we're going to wait and see what the implications are. And there's another set of new information that came out this past week. Data from J.P. Morgan suggests that maybe it wasn't retail investors who were behind all the price increases of GameStop at all. Their data shows that institutional investors were driving large portions of the price moves in the stock. Individual retailers were not among the top 10 movers of the stock. They were a number 15, but there were 14 institutional buyers who were bigger movement makers in the stock than retail investors. Piper Sandler says hedge funds might have been doing a lot of buying. In fact, although we all know that Melvin Capital, a big hedge fund, lost almost $4 billion, another hedge fund made nearly $1 billion. 
this might prove to be the Clash of the Titans, where some big boys were simply going up against some other big boys. This might not have been a David and Goliath challenge after all. Meanwhile, the SEC, along with Massachusetts regulators, are looking at social media. They're checking out the activity on online, conversations and chats and tweets about GameStop and AMC that occurred on Reddit and other sites. They're also examining a guy named Keith Gill, who apparently is the one who initiated all this talk on Reddit. He's a financial advisor, it turns out, a licensed broker with MassMutual, and he ran a YouTube channel under an assumed name, touting purchases of GameStop. And according to published reports, he's made nearly $50 million. He resigned from Mass Mutual, but before he did, in the week before his resignation, he was touting GameStop. And that's the week the stock saw the biggest gains. Mass Mutual says they didn't know what he was doing. He was doing it outside the firm. If they had known, they say they would have fired him. And meanwhile, how about the founder of Reddit, Jamie Rogozinski? He has now sold his life story to a Hollywood producer. MGM has also acquired a book deal to turn a book into a film, and Netflix also says they're working on a film about the story. So it looks like Hollywood is now getting in on Wall Street's action, everybody trying to make a buck out of GameStop. But not everybody made money. Jake Chifont, a high school senior in Westfield, New Jersey, told the New York Times this week that he paid $1,035 for shares of the stock. That was about a month of his salary from his job at a pizza joint. And so far, he's got a loss of 80%. The stock hit a high of $483 during the frenzy. Somebody bought it at that price. The stock is now down nearly 90%. It fell 72% in just two days. Another high school student, Nora Samir, she says she invested $735. It doubled. So what did she do? She invested $800 more. She didn't sell. She bought. She then invested $1,800 into BlackBerry. And she said to the New York Times, quote, I was on a high. When the stock is going up, you don't think of how low it can go. She's now lost more than half her money. In fact, there's a new site on Reddit. GameStop Bag Holders Club for all the people who've lost money. Like Terrell Jones, a college student in Wisconsin. He's lost two-thirds of his money. Art Davitt, 29 years old with 35 grand in student loans. He put 1500 bucks into GameStop and has lost a third of it. We need to remember that Wall Street University charges high tuition. And people who are thinking they're going to get rich quick by following the fad of others without knowing what they're doing or why... Well, these sagas always have the same ending, and the ending is always bad. I'm Rick Edelman. You're listening to The Truth About Money. Named by Talkers Magazine as one of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in the country, this is The Rick Edelman Show. Hi, I'm Rick Edelman, and I have a feeling that retirement is on your mind. You're wondering if you've saved enough or whether your money is in the right places. You're wondering when will you be able to retire or will you be able to stay retired? And is your money sufficient so you can live in comfort and financial security for the rest of your life? You're wondering all this, but you really don't have to just wonder. You can resolve all these questions in your effort to enjoy a retirement that's everything you want it to be. And we can help. At Edelman Financial Engines, our clients are predominantly concerned about retirement, your financial security, financial security for your spouse, for your aging parents, for your children. And we can help you just like we've helped thousands of folks just like you for more than 30 years. So call us at Edelman Financial Engines at 888-PLAN-RICK. That's 888-PLAN-RICK. Or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. And don't wonder about your retirement because we're here to help you. We've been waiting, waiting for COVID-19 vaccines to be developed. Now, waiting for them to get to us. But you can do more than wait. You have powerful ways to help slow the spread right now and protect your family and loved ones, too. Here's how. 
Watch your distance. Stay at least six feet away from folks you don't live with. It's risky to be indoors with them, too. And, of course, avoid crowds. Also, wear a mask. CDC reports masks protect the people who wear them and folks around them. And wash your hands using soap and water for 20 seconds. And do it frequently. Vaccines won't make COVID go away overnight. But they give us a real chance to finally overcome it. As long as we keep watching our distance, wearing our masks, and washing our hands. Learn more about vaccines at cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Now, from the Cairo Radio News Center, streaming on the Cairo Radio app. Snow fell all night long and it's going to continue throughout the morning. Here's Cairo 7 TV's Nick Allard with the latest. It's snowing everywhere from Seattle through Brennan, through Mount Vernon, through Bellingham, through Port Angeles, and it will continue to snow. This is what I'm thinking for the rest of the day. First and foremost, snow will decrease from southwest to northeast throughout the day. Throughout the morning, we all see snow. And then this afternoon, I still think you're going to see another two to four inches in Olympia, probably around two to four, two to five on I-5 north into Everett because the snow will hang out the longest, say, North King County through Snohomish County. Thousands of kids are going to go sledding today, and a UW Medicine pediatrician wants them to do it safely. The critical thing with sleds, number one, is the helmet. And the safest thing is absolutely to go feet first. Dr. Beth Ebel says that half of all winter injuries are head injuries, so she recommends a helmet for skiing, snowboarding, and snowmobiling. If you're out in the snow this weekend, be aware that doctors say wet face masks don't protect you from COVID-19. The goal is for some air to pass through the mask and be filtered. But if the mask is wet or soggy, the air won't pass through it. and Instead, it goes around the sides, which really defeats the purpose of the mask. UW Medicine Dr. Seth Cohen tells Cairo 17 that you should cover your mask if you're out in the snow. And bring spare masks for you and your family to replace the ones you get wet. And in D.C., the Senate has voted to allow a consideration of witnesses in the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump this morning. CBS News congressional correspondent Nicole Killian is at on Capitol Hill and says there's a lot of tension amongst lawmakers. The expectation was that things would move relatively quickly here, that they would move past this vote for witnesses. We would go into those closing arguments, and we were being told at one point we could potentially have a verdict by early this afternoon. Clearly, that is no longer happening, and so this will uh, play out. It will drag out, and that's what you know a number of senators actually may not want at this time. A winter storm warning is still in effect until 4 p.m. this afternoon. It's going to continue to snow through most of the morning and then taper off midday. We still could get a few more inches of accumulation. Sunday, snow during the morning with a mix of rain and snow in the afternoon. Right now in Seattle, it's 26 degrees. And I'm Chris Martin. For breaking news, highlights, podcasts, and more, download the Cairo Radio app. Cairo Radio, here for what's next. Welcome back to the Rick Edelman Show. U.S. Senator Cory Booker, Democrat of New Jersey and a candidate for president in last year's election, has reintroduced legislation this week to create a savings account for every newborn. He wants to give $1,000 to every child born in America and an additional $2,000 a year, maximum depending on the family's income level, all the way up until the children are 18 years of age. He says that this is designed to narrow the racial wealth gap in America. This money would be invested in a government bond earning 3% interest, and it's designed to grow to $50,000 by the time the babies are age 18. At that point, they'll be able to use the money for college, to start a business, or to buy a home. It's a laudable idea. We clearly know there is a huge problem in this country of income inequity with upper income households earning substantially more money than lower income households. And let's admit it, the lower income households are mostly minorities, not exclusively, but the vast majority are minorities. So this is a proposal from Senator Booker to try to solve that inequity problem by creating accounts to amass a bunch of money for these kids so at age 18 they have opportunity to get education, start a business, buy a home. This proposal has several problems. 
Number one, a huge cost to taxpayers, $60 billion a year. Also, the return is way too low, only 3%. Net of inflation, that's not going to generate a sufficient return to let the program succeed at its goals. They're not going to have enough money at age 18 to do any of the above. You're not going to have enough money to pay for college or to buy a home or to start a business. So it's not going to work because the return is too low. And part of the reason the return is so low is because the period is too short for compounding to work. Only $1,000, the initial amount paid at birth, is going to compound for 18 years. That final two grand at age 18 compounds for one year. In other words, the power of compounding requires massive amounts of time, decade upon decade upon decade upon decade. Doing this for an average of only nine years, that's the half-life of all the contributions, it's not enough for the money to grow sufficiently. And it's frankly a little bit unrealistic. Giving an 18-year-old $50,000 to buy a home? Really? How many 18-year-olds do you know are ready to buy a home or even start a business? Sure, going to college, okay, I get that, but 50 grand won't pay for college today, let alone 18 years from now. And as a result, the program is exposed to a lot of potential for manipulation. Since the proposal restricts the use of funds just to education, housing, and business startups, it's easy for an 18-year-old to say, oh, I'll make a down payment on a house using this money. And then as soon as I buy the house, I instantly sell the house, freeing up the cash so I can go buy a Corvette or do whatever else an 18-year-old might choose to do. Compare that to the proposal I introduced to you last weekend on this program called RISE, Retirement Income Security for Everyone. Whereas Senator Booker's proposal costs taxpayers $60 billion a year, RISE costs taxpayers nothing. And where Senator Booker's proposal has the money invested on average for only nine years, RISE lets the money grow for 70 years, and that's the key. The RISE program is designed to solve retirement inequity. Millions of Americans reach retirement with insufficient money, predominantly low-income households. RISE will raise everybody into the middle class, and it does so without any government funding. And that is the real key. We need to recognize, yes, the importance of helping low-income families get a good start in life. And that's why Senator Booker's proposal is worthy of consideration. We need to help young Americans born into low-income households get into college. We need to help them start businesses. We need to help them buy homes, for sure. But most importantly, we need to help them reach retirement in financial security. And Senator Booker's proposal doesn't directly do that. And what he does do is going to cost the American public $60 billion a year. This is why, if you like Senator Booker's proposal, you have to love the RISE proposal. Let me just illustrate for you the power of compounding that RISE offers that the senators does not. Let's say you take $100 a month for 20 years. You'll contribute a total of 24 grand. Let's do it for 40 years instead of 20. Instead of 24 grand, you end up saving 48 grand. So let's assume that you then grow the money, not just at 3%, like Senator Booker proposes, but at 7%, which is a more reasonable expectation over long periods from a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds and lots of other asset classes. If you invest 100 bucks a month for 20 years, you've invested 24,000, the account will be worth 52000 You've more than doubled your money. But now let's do it instead of 20 years. Let's do it for 40 years. Let's save twice as long. Do you end up with twice as much money? No. While you've invested twice as much, the amount you've accumulated goes from fifty two grand to two hundred and sixty two grand, five times more. How could that be? How is it possible that doubling the amount of investment quintuples the result? The answer is simple. It's the power of compounding. And this is the point that so many people fail to understand. Money doesn't grow multiplicatively. It grows exponentially. In other words, when you're counting with compounding, 
you don't count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You instead count one, two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, one twenty-eight. Let me put it to you this way. I want you to take thirty steps linearly. Well, if you take thirty steps, you'll walk across the room. But if you take thirty steps exponentially, you'll literally walk the circumference of the earth. That is the power of compounding. And the more you let money compound, the more incredible it gets. If you take a hundred bucks a month for twenty years, you end up with fifty-two grand. For forty years, you end up with two hundred and sixty grand. Sixty years, one point one million. Eighty years, four point five million. You go from twenty years to eighty, four times as much savings. You go from fifty grand to five million dollars. It's astonishing, and this is why it is so vital that we set money aside for babies, exactly as Senator Booker suggests. But don't take it out at eighteen because it's not going to accumulate much in such a short period. Leave it alone instead of eighteen years. Leave it alone for seventy years. That's what the Rise program does, and it does it without any cost to taxpayers. How could that be? It's simple. We'll simply let the government sell Rise savings bonds, just like we used to sell war bonds back in World War II to raise capital. Investors love to buy government bonds because they're safe, and it's a very patriotic thing to do. So the government will sell rise bonds and then invest the money in the financial markets, where it will have the potential to earn the kinds of returns that the financial markets have historically provided. And that way, investors get a safe, good investment, and the program can be completely self-funding. The rise proposal is a wonderful companion to Senator Booker's proposal. But here's what I'm finding fascinating: Senators Kirsten Gillibrand. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar—all of them ran for president last year alongside Cory Booker. All of them are now co-sponsors of Senator Booker's proposal. I'm not sure any of them have even heard of the Rise proposal. So, if any of you know any of them, encourage them to go to the website WeCanRise.com. The full proposal is right there, along with three very short videos explaining it. You can read the proposal online. You can download it. You can read the facts, the FAQs as well of the kinds of questions people are asking about it. You'll also see online the luminaries who are already weighing in with their evaluations about the Rise proposal: retirement income security for everyone, in addition to education, housing, and starting a business. We need to address the income inequity in retirement, and Rise does it in an innovative way that is both permanent and self-funding. I encourage you to visit WeCanRise.com and help us make this proposal a reality. I'm Rick Edelman, and if you want to learn more about how you can preserve and protect your money, how you can grow it for yourself, your family, as well as that of your children and grandchildren. Just give us a call here at Edelman Financial Engines. We're happy to help you, like we've helped thousands of folks just like you. Give us a call at Triple H Plan Rick, or visit us at rickedelman.com. Free articles on personal finance. Sign up for Rick's email update at rickedelman.com. Hi, I'm Rick Edelman, and I have a feeling that retirement is on your mind. You're wondering if you've saved enough, or whether your money is in the right places. You're wondering when will you be able to retire, or will you be able to stay retired? And is your money sufficient so you can live in comfort and financial security for the rest of your life? You're wondering all this, but you really don't have to just wonder. You can resolve all these questions in your effort to enjoy a retirement that's everything you want it to be, and we can help. At Edelman Financial Engines, our clients are predominantly concerned about retirement, your financial security, financial security for your spouse, for your aging parents, for your children, and we can help you just like we've helped thousands of folks just like you for more than thirty years. So call us at Edelman Financial Engines at Triple Eight Plan Rick. That's Triple Eight. 
Plan Rick. Or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. And don't wonder about your retirement because we're here to help you. If you're ready to sell your home, don't leave thousands of dollars on the table by hiring an agent like your parents did. John Curley here to recommend to you listing your home with a team at Every Door Real Estate. They are the number one real estate group in the region. They've got more reviews than anyone else on Zillow. People rave about how they loved working with them because they do it differently than the traditional agent does. Every Door Real Estate assigns a team of experts to your home, covering every little detail to give your home an advantage over all those other homes that are on the market. And the results? You sell your home faster and for more money. They have helped more than 800 families. Just last year, how many homes did your real estate agent sell, huh? Get a better result with more convenience at Every Door Real Estate. Go to soldbyeverydoor.com today and get started. They'll provide a free consultation and explain how the Every Every Door Way can work for you. That's soldbyeverydoor.com. Call 206-672-2552 and speak with someone right away. We've been waiting, waiting for COVID-19 vaccines to be developed. Now, waiting for them to get to us. But you can do more than wait. You have powerful ways to help slow the spread right now and protect your family and loved ones, too. Here's how. Watch your distance. Stay at least six feet away from folks you don't live with. It's risky to be indoors with them, too. And, of course, avoid crowds. Also, wear a mask. CDC reports masks protect the people who wear them and folks around them. And wash your hands using soap and water for 20 seconds. And do it frequently. Vaccines won't make COVID go away overnight. But they give us a real chance to finally overcome it. As long as we keep watching our distance, wearing our masks, and washing our hands. Learn more about vaccines at cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome back to the Rick Edelman Show. You know, we've been talking a lot about GameStop and Robin Hood and the Saga of a lot of folks trying to get rich quick. And you know what? That's not investing. That's speculating. If you've got a son or daughter engaging in this kind of trading, they need to be aware of the risks of potentially losing significant sums of money. They might hear about somebody talking about making money quick, but they can lose money just as quick. So encourage your kids to talk with a financial advisor. And if we can be helpful, we're ready to be so. Triple eight plan Rick is our phone number. Let's go to the telephones here on the Rick Edelman show and say hi to George. He's in Alexandria, Virginia. George, welcome to the program. How are you? Thanks, Rick. I'm well. How are you? Doing all right during these cold winter months. What can I do for you today? Well, it appears I've uh, discovered that I'm maybe in some sort of a bit of a financial pickle. Roughly 20 years ago, I was in a position where I was able to set up a SEP IRA for my uh, business. Um, and I was very uh, good about making sure I packed away as much money as I could into these accounts over the last 20 years. And about two or three years into it, the guy that I was working with, I asked him, you know, I'm paying two different yearly maintenance fees on these, one for my regular IRA and one for my SEP IRA. Can't we just kind of combine this into one big pie and, and do it that way? And he said, sure, no problem. So for the last 20 years or so, I've been making SEP IRA payments and regular IRA payments into the same account. And every year I would send them the checks notating what each deposit was for. And then recently, I guess, uh, I was talking with my accountant about uh, the situation. And he goes, you know, the, these things need to be separated. You need to have two separate accounts. They shouldn't have been combined into one account. So here we are uh, with a very large account that is kind of commingled uh, SEP IRA payments and regular traditional IRA payments into into one basket and uh, just trying to figure out how or what steps I should take in to try and unscramble this or how we should move forward. Yeah, you've got a big problem, I'm afraid, George. This uh, advisor you were dealing with, are you still dealing with that same advisor? No, he's long gone. And are you dealing with the same firm? No. We had money in, in about eight different places, and we decided to work with one place in particular just to combine everything so it's under one uh, one roof, Got so it. to speak. And you had never mentioned any of this to your accountant before? 
Well, uh, I mean, every time I would uh, meet with them, I would say, yeah, I put 50000 into the SEP, and I put 7000 into the regular IRA, and uh, that's kind of how it, it all worked. And yeah. uh, he never really, you know, never really needed to see statements on those, I guess. So, yeah. So you've got a bit of a dilemma here um, because of the fact that, yeah, it's been incorrect. You can commingle IRAs together, IRAs in various accounts. Um, you can even take uh, spousal IRAs uh, and combine them. You can take rollovers and you can combine them all. But a SEP IRA really isn't an IRA purely. It's a small business account, um, and it's called a simplified employee pension, technically, SEP. And it has to be separate because the amount you're allowed to contribute to it is a different set of rules than a typical IRA does. Here's your one saving grace. You noted on your checks very clearly how much of the money was to go to an IRA and how much of the money was to go to a SEP IRA, yes? Right. And do you still have those checks? Do you have the canceled checks? I would uh, have to look at the uh, history of, uh, of my bank account to look at each. If you have those records, if you have those canceled checks, and if you can get the photocopies of them from your bank showing clearly that you gave your broker instructions by virtue of what you wrote down on those checks, as well as any potential emails you may have had that you sent him with the checks or what have you, you might be able to file a negligence claim against the firm because you followed his advice, the advice was incorrect, and you need... Uh, them to reimburse you for any tax liabilities you may now be facing. And your accountant needs to help you resolve this with the IRS. The IRS is generally inflexible when it comes to excessive payments that have been made. However, it is occasional where the IRS will acknowledge that the error you made was in good faith. It was based on the advice uh, that you would receive from others. And they may be willing to either waive penalties or other uh, issues, um, but you need to work through it. So you need to work with your accountant more closely. You should talk with an attorney about the potential of filing an arbitration claim against the broker if he's still in business or the firm if it is still in business in an effort to try to resolve this. And there may be ways you can readjust the paperwork by calculating how much of the account value is technically the SEP IRA bucket versus the IRA bucket and break out those and back into two separate accounts. Um, so you've got some paperwork efforts ahead of you and you need to get some good advice uh, to see if you can dig yourself out of this mess. And I'm really sorry it's occurred over a 20-year period. It's unfortunate to hear. Yeah. Take your advice and see what we can do about moving forward with that. Uh, if you need help in having somebody review the accounts to see you know, what might be possible, you know, it might be worthwhile to have one of my colleagues look at your statements with you just to see what the current status is. And if you've got the history of those statements, maybe we can assist you in some way in reconciliation and uh, coming up with a solution working in conjunction with your attorney and your accountant. We're happy to do it if that would be helpful. So contacting my current folks I'm working with, and, and if we go back over history and we find out that, you know, 80, 60% of the money is in SEP and the other 40 was in traditional, they can't just split it up that way? They may be able to, yes. Very good. All right. All right. I wish you the very best. Thank you for the call, George. I'm sorry you had that uh, that hassle. That was George in Alexandria, Virginia, here on the Rick Edelman Show, and the real Moral of the story, of course, is that when you're dealing with accounts, you need to make sure you're coordinating not only with your financial advisor, but also your tax advisor to make sure that everyone's in agreement as to what you're doing and how you're going about it in case uh, the advice you're getting from one or the other isn't quite right. I'm Rick Edelman. Time now for everybody's favorite segment of the program. Visit by my wife, Jean Edelman. Jean, co-founder here at Edelman Financial Engines, a degree in consumer economics and nutrition, and an expert in macrobiotic cooking with a message every week for us. Jeannie. Thanks, Rick. Great to be here. Hi, everybody. I woke up this morning with the lyrics from this song, Let There Be Peace on Earth and Let It Begin With Me. If you look at the cover of my book, The Other Side of Money, it's a pebble being tossed into a pond. 
and the ripples it creates. Believe it or not, we create the ripples in our life. When we get up in the morning, we choose confusion or calm. It's all about perspective and what we choose to engage our time and energy in. If we are a drop of water in the ocean, are we not also a part of the ocean? If we are just one person, are we not only one of all of humanity on this one planet? We can ripple out our corner of the world. We can ripple out peace, kindness, happiness, gratitude, and joy. It all makes a difference. It's whisper down the lane. I love you for who you are. I see you for all your greatness. These messages can be held in our heart every day. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me today and every day. My word of the week is joy. The J is for jewel. We are all gems and we need to shine. O is for open. Let all the possibilities be. And Y is for yes. Just say yes for anything new that comes along this year and see what happens. We are all special and we each can make a difference. Share and shine our light wherever we can. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Jean. Thanks for joining me on the program this weekend. I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day and a wonderful long President's Holiday Weekend. If you've got a few extra minutes, check out our website at rickedelman.com or call us at 888-PLAN-RICK. See you next week. truth about money every weekend on the rick edelman show hi i'm rick edelman and i have a feeling that retirement is on your mind you're wondering if you've saved enough or whether your money is in the right places you're wondering when will you be able to retire or will you be able to stay retired and is your money sufficient so you can live in comfort and financial security for the rest of your life you're wondering all this but you really don't have to just wonder you can resolve all these questions in your effort to enjoy a retirement that's everything you want it to be. And we can help. At Edelman Financial Engines, our clients are predominantly concerned about retirement, your financial security, financial security for your spouse, for your aging parents, for your children. And we can help you just like we've helped thousands of folks just like you for more than 30 years. So call us at Edelman Financial Engines at 888-PLAN-RICK. That's 888 888- Plan Rick, or visit us at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. And don't wonder about your retirement because we're here to help you. The G and Ursula Show. Our guest is Superintendent of Public Instruction, Chris Rigdow. We saw lots of districts open up around the state. We've got more than probably 140 or 150 districts where their elementary kids are in at least a couple days a week in hybrid models, some full-time. This new plan due to them is a, it's really an update. It's a, hey, you've learned a lot now. Uh, some of you haven't uh, been able to open yet. There's a new round of federal money coming. Uh, demonstrate for us now between now and the end of this regular school year. What is your plan to further open, or if you haven't at all yet, to in-person learning, how will you initiate that? So uh, it's an update of what they're up to now. Streaming live on the Cairo Radio app. We are all about your experience. We are. We are. We are. Subaru of Puyallup. Your stress-free. 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 Stress-free dealership. RLE from K2 Vision. No glasses, no contacts, no readers. Plus, never develop a cataract. Schedule a free Zoom consultation with us today at myk2vision.com. K-I-R-O-F-M, Tacoma, Seattle. Buying or selling a home should be easier. Don't do it the old-fashioned way. Use Farah. Go to farah.com, F-A-I-R-A.com. Real estate, real smart. Renowned author and local naturopath, Dr. Jonathan Wright and his team at the Tahoma Clinic have helped thousands of people reverse health issues with evidence-based treatment. One young man even had his diabetic neuropathy reversed so he could get off of pain medication and return to college. Add more life to your years. Set up your telemedicine consultation today. Call 206-812-9988. 206-812-9988. The Tahoma Clinic. Helping you feel better, naturally. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. More power for the purest. Turbo for performance. All-wheel drive and top safety rated. And luxury without the cost. Power and beauty. The Mazda CX-5 and CX-30 at Puyallup Mazda, South Tacoma Mazda, and Olympia Mazda. Driven a Mazda yet? K-I-R-O-F-M. Tacoma, Seattle. This is CBS News on the Hour. Presented by Indeed.com. I'm Wendy Gillette. A surprise.